No. Of course your health is serious. The reason I did this was to make people take the right thing seriously and give you tools to see what you know isn't going to help you. A lot of people stand to profit off you taking the wrong things really seriously. So I'm just trying to cut through those narratives. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to the show. A few things before we dive right in today. First, giveaway winner. I said if you guys went and left a review, you shared my Instagram post with the show in it, or you shared the show to your story, I would be picking one winner for a $100 Lululemon gift card. I have done that. I have done it by a random number selection. So I have a list in my phone, all numbered with everybody that entered. So the winner for the giveaway is Ellen Grace Fit. I was actually so excited to see her name come up. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. She is a fabulous nutrition coach, I happen to know. And she is also a huge fan of the show. She listens to literally every episode. So I was super excited that her number came out. You were number six, if you were wondering. Ellen, DM me on Instagram. I'll get that sent right over to you. And I'm hoping to do a series of smaller giveaways. If you share this, if you donate to my buy me a coffee to support the show, if you do any of those things, I'm going to be kind of keeping track and then randomly going through and picking people to win. Probably not $100 gift cards because I want to do it a little bit more often. And you know, we're not bringing in much revenue from the show yet. Hopefully we will be doing those once every month or two for maybe $25 or $50 to wherever you want. With that being said, I cannot thank you guys enough. This show has gone crazy. We got, I think, almost 3,000 downloads in the past seven days. That's insane to me. We are in the top 10% of podcasts. So if you have shared the show, if you have left a review, if you have clicked on my buy me a coffee, if you have done anything to support this from the bottom of my heart, I thank you so much because it wouldn't have happened without you guys. So today I wanted to keep it a little bit short and sweet just because the last two episodes have been a little bit longer. They've been interview style. And today we've got a solo episode. I want to talk about how to not start Monday ever again, literally ever again. I think we all do it. We'll be in the middle of some behavior that we, for whatever reason, believe is wrong or doesn't align with our goals or whatever it is. And we all do it. We're like, we're going to start Monday and this is never going to happen again. I'm going to be perfect on Monday. And lo and behold, we do it 600 times before we find something sustainable. I want to go through a list of things that hopefully maybe you haven't heard before. I know there's always the classics like, oh, like after you overeat, you should just drink water and whatever. Those are all great, but I wanted to go through some more specific things that I think maybe could be helpful and that I've found are helpful to me and the overall plan that I've created for myself and the ways that I've helped different clients. Without further ado, let's dive right into it. First of all, if you are an athlete or any sort of competitor, we need to figure out your why. And if you find yourself starting again Monday and you're trying to be very competitive, that's going to be probably a separate podcast just because I'm talking about people that are trying to find a sustainable plan. They're trying to be healthy. They're not trying to compete at any super, super high level, and they just need a little bit of help getting on track. If you are highly, highly competitive, you're trying to compete nationally or internationally or whatever. If you're finding yourself super back and forth, you maybe need to reassess why that is and why competing or whatever you are doing currently in training is not giving you that drive. We'll definitely go through that at some point, but for today, in general, most people get in on a plan and they're all in, like they're a thousand percent in and then it gets hard and they're like, fuck this because it sucks and it's hard and doing hard shit sucks. There's no way around that. 
everybody is always saying make it sustainable or you have to be able to maintain it. And honestly, most people are like, okay, yeah, but like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, where do I go from there? I find myself saying that a lot. So I want to make sure that I never just throw that phrase out and I don't have anything to back it up. Making things stick is going to be for most people about working in strategies around the life you are already living. It's not going to be about some massive overhaul. It's not going to be some gigantic change that you're going to try to cram into your life and make it fit. Because most of us are at least young adults, if not full-blown adults with kids. You're not going to completely, like, I hope, ditch your family, move to a remote area and work out 24-7. You have to make it fit with the life you already have. The first tip that I have is to not use willpower and to create an environment instead that helps you succeed. If you are using willpower, willpower is finite. You only have so much of it. If you've ever tried to make a decent decision at the end of a super long work day where you're super stressed out, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. There's not a lot of willpower left at that moment. Instead of relying on that willpower, I want you to create an environment in which you don't need it. If that means clearing out all the junk food from your cabinets, if that means putting a water bottle in front of you where you normally sit down to do your work already ready to go, great. However, I also do understand that people live with other people. You don't live in a vacuum. All I want you to do is pick the things that are the biggest obstacles and position them in your life in a way that is much harder to access. If you are totally fine with most junk food, but Oreos get you, like you will eat the entire thing of Oreos. I want you to go put the Oreos in the garage on top of a fridge and they're still going to be there and that's fine, but they're going to be a little bit harder to get to and it won't be such an automatic thing going to the pantry, grabbing them, sitting down. And then before you know it, you look up and all of them are gone. You don't even really remember grabbing them. I want it to be a conscious decision. You go out to the garage, you pick four Oreos out of the container, you seal it back up, you keep it in the garage, and then you go back inside with just those. And then if you want more, you have to consciously get up and go get more. You can do this with almost anything. You can make it so that whatever is bothering you is far away. If you react poorly to dairy, maybe you only buy enough for the person in your house that eats dairy. So you know that if you're consuming that, you're kind of taking away from them and what they normally eat. You can kind of incorporate psychology into this and just how we normally react to things. If I'm totally fine with dairy, but Rob doesn't do well with dairy and I buy a little bit of milk, he's probably not going to drink that because he knows like that's what I drink. And if I buy a gigantic thing of it, it's easier for him to kind of be like, oh yeah, it's fine. It doesn't really matter what it is. Just kind of make sure that you're not making bad decisions super, super accessible and the default option in your life. The next thing I want to talk about is eating more meals and less snacks. And I want to caveat this with this will not work for everybody. There are people that do really well just grazing all day and that's how they'll live their whole life. They can make that sustainable. They pick the right things. However, I find most often when people are super back and forth with dieting that they use snacking as an in-between route to meals. Instead of snacking a little bit more strategically. If you are kind of at the beginning of your journey and you don't really know where to start, this is a great place. Eating more meals and eating less snacks. So that means if you get hungry and it's time to eat, what I want you to do instead of just kind of grabbing something from the cabinet and eating that while you decide what to have or whatever, I want you to include everything that you want within a plate. If you want snacky type foods, like you want goldfish or whatever it is, that's totally fine, but put it on your plate. You can have, you know, chicken, rice, and broccoli and a handful of goldfish and a brownie and put it all on a plate. That sounds like a huge meal, but in reality, how easy is it to eat goldfish and a brownie in the three or four hours between meals? It's like nothing. It's so, so easy. If we include it in the meal, we then psychologically have now told ourselves this is a huge meal. You've now also eaten everything that you decided you wanted to eat 
thoughtfully and consciously. And then you're also going to be much more full and the grazing goes away. Like I said, brownie, goldfish, that's that's light work. Like there's no reason that you can't eat goldfish and brownies and then have a handful of chips and then have your kids leftover chicken nugget. Like you can go on and on and on with snacks. If you make a definitive meal, it becomes much easier to control your calorie intake purely because you have a start and stopping point that is abundantly clear. If you need a little bit more structure, I suggest trying this and then aiming to eat about three hours apart. If you can stick with that, I bet you'll feel more full on much fewer calories than you may normally eat just because of the way your day is structured. Kind of bouncing off of the first tip, make the right thing to eat the easiest thing to eat. If you buy a bunch of fruit and you stick it in the back of the fridge or in a drawer and you only notice that fruit when it's a week later and it's gone bad, that's not a great strategy to eat the best thing and make the best thing the easiest thing to eat. Put the healthiest things and the things that align with your goals the most towards the front of the fridge. Put them towards the front of the cupboard. If you buy something like the Oreo example, make sure you put those in the back or put them in the garage. Don't make them front and center because it's going to be super easy. When I used to do consults, one of my baseline things is any sort of food that is out and easy to grab, candy bowls or chocolates or display cookies or anything like that, get rid of them. If they're in your line of sight, you are going to eat them much more often. This is proven over and over and over. If you have something that is not aligned with your goals, that is crazy easy to grab, make sure that that's one of the first things that you correct. Put it in the back of the cabinet, whatever you need to do. You'll kind of notice that a lot of these things just go along with decision-making. Like how easy is it to make the right decision? And if you have not read Atomic Habits, I highly, highly suggest it. It's one of the best books to structure your life in a way that makes sense for what you actually want. Because you are structuring your life in a way that makes sense for what you want, you are gonna have less decision fatigue. And what decision fatigue is, is you make hundreds of thousands of decisions every day. You make a decision of where to put your pen down. You make a decision to get up and go to the bathroom. You make a decision to do every single thing you do. Decision fatigue is a real thing. So by the time we've made 400 million decisions and it's 9 p.m. and you're a little bit hungry, your decision fatigue is you're tanked, right? You're done. You're gonna go grab the Ben and Jerry's and hope for the best because you don't care at that point. You're exhausted. We wanna make less decisions. With that, we wanna make less hard decisions. This means plugging all your food into my fitness pal the day before. Then if something changes, you're like, oh shit, I'm out of rice. I plugged in rice. Like just switch it out for something that's similar. Like, okay, now you're eating potato. It's not the end of the world. But having a plan that is already set in place that you already made the decisions for makes it so much easier to stick to. Don't make yourself make hard decisions at night. Maybe you have a rule that you're allowed ice cream during the day, but after 7 p.m. you don't have ice cream purely because you know that your portions are massively different after that time. Getting to know yourself is the biggest and best and most effective thing you can do. But if you don't put that knowledge into action, there's really no point. Figure out what decisions are a pain in the ass to you and just correct them immediately. Make the decision so far ahead of time that you don't even question it and get in the habit of sticking with those decisions. Stick to your guns. If you can't trust yourself, you can't trust anybody. So build that trust with yourself. One of the last things I wanted to talk about is a little bit overarching. So I'm going to go into a few different points within it. Sticking to your routine, even on days that you can't actually work out or whatever it is, this is hard. This is a weird one because it doesn't always work as beautifully as we would like. But hear me out on this. For example, people that only work out two to three times a week that part of their day is not routine, right? Because most days they are not doing that. Therefore, every time they make the decision to go to the gym, it is a real decision. It's contributing to decision fatigue. It is something that they have to actively do, right? If people go to the gym four or five days a week, 
those two days that they don't go, those are an anomaly, right? Those are not their norm. If you are someone that falls in and out of good habits really easily, like going to the gym, I think it's just the easiest example. I want you to make a routine that there's always a slot for that. What I'll have a few nutrition clients do is even if they are not working out on a certain day, they'll still come to the gym and they'll stretch for an hour or they'll just hang out or they'll do some like super light like walking and then get on a bike at a super slow pace, like just moving around during that time. Nothing that could constitute as a like quote unquote legitimate workout but they're keeping in their routine. And every single time they come to that gym and their alarm goes off and they go anyway, they're solidifying that habit and making it easier for next time. If you can, if you can keep your routine as similar as possible, even on the days that you don't have to work out or you don't have to do whatever, it's going to make a massive difference because it becomes second nature. This is also super, super helpful if you are someone that struggles with sleep. If you can get to bed and wake up within the same hour or so every single day, so between 7 and 8 in the morning and between 9 and 10 at night every single night, your body learns these things and it learns that, okay, around nine-ish, all of a sudden, you're going to start to feel a lot more tired really naturally. I always explain this with the bathroom analogies. Like you can be totally fine. You kind of have to pee. And then all of a sudden you get within like a foot of a bathroom and like you have no ability to hold it anymore. That is because your brain associates that room with having to go to the bathroom. If you associate walking to the kitchen at 7 p.m. with eating a tub of ice cream, the more times you do that over and over and over, the more this habit is going to be solidified. And we want to make sure that every single time we take an action, we are voting for the right habit. Every single vote counts. Every single time you get up when your alarm goes off, every single time you don't go and eat that ice cream, every single time you make the correct decision for you is a vote. And you're going to solidify that habit. It's going to be much easier the following time. The kind of overall arching theme of this entire podcast is you really shouldn't have to start. And I know that sounds stupid because you do have to start, right? You should never really have to start again. Because every time you start again, you're telling yourself that none of your efforts counted. And that's not true. As long as you don't fully give up, like you decide you are never, ever going to take a singular step towards your health and fitness goals ever again. That's the only way to fail. There's no failing if you fall off for a weekend. You're not off the bandwagon. There's no bandwagon. You're just trying. Every single time you make a decision that's a little bit better than you maybe normally would have that counts. And just because all of a sudden it's Friday and then you made a not so great decision after that doesn't mean that that decision didn't count. If you need to think of it numerically, I think that can help. So if you go and you order the salad instead of whatever you wanted and you save yourself 600 calories, right? And then the next day it's a Saturday and you go and you get ice cream and maybe that was three or 400 calories and that was maybe a little bit more than you wanted to have. So you're up about three or 400 calories from where you maybe wanted to be. If you put those together, you're still in the negative. 200 calories, right? And that still counts. It's not like that effort goes away. If you do this over and over and over and you make good decisions despite your bad decisions, I promise you, you will still see so much return on those efforts. The 1% really count. That's not a fun or sexy or sales worthy thing to say. It's not, I can't really sell you doing all the little things, going to bed a half hour earlier or not being on your phone right up until you shut your eyes or making a slightly better decision at a restaurant to save a hundred calories or whatever it is. I'm never going to be able to sell that because that's not like fun and exciting and the returns aren't instant and we're human. We love 
instant gratification. But if you can swallow that for a hot second and just try to make the best decision that you can at any given time, think about how many decisions and how many calories or how many whatever you need to quantify it with. Think about all of that added up by the end of a year. How about five years? How about if you do this for the rest of your fucking life? It makes such a difference to not start Monday. I don't want you to ever think that way. I don't want you to ever think, I don't care if you eat 27 pizzas over the weekend. You're going to be in bed, probably sick, but I don't care. You didn't fail. You're not starting Monday. You are making better decisions all the time. And sometimes you won't because you're a fucking human being and you have a life and you have shit going on. You're not required to make the best decision a thousand percent of the time. And I know I sound like a broken record, but as long as the intensity of your efforts is matching the intensity of your goals, you're in a great spot. If you don't want to be an Olympian, you don't need to eat like a fucking Olympian. I know that sounds crazy, but (laughs) hear me out. It's fucking true. I want you to never start Monday again, not because you never mess up again, because you know that there's no actual start and end. There's literally just each decision. Your next meal is your next opportunity to get directly back aligned with your goals, directly back on track, however you want to put it, it's your next meal. It's not Monday. It's not next month. It's not the fucking new year. It's none of that shit. I know that there are certain things that maybe you need to get out of a slump, or maybe you need to feel a little bit like your fittest self again. And I I totally understand that. And I will do an episode on kind of how to get out of a rut. It's not really getting out of a rut that I'm talking about. I'm talking about the complete on and off yo-yo of, fuck, here we go again. I did X, Y, and Z. There's no starting Monday. There's just your next meal. And what decision are you going to make that's going to make your next meal just a little bit better and a little bit more aligned with your goals? I'm keeping it short and sweet today, as I promised. So please continue to share these episodes. Please continue to tell your friends. Please continue to rate and review. It means the world to me. This has been one of the coolest things ever to watch this grow so rapidly. I never, ever, ever thought that that would happen. I just, I don't even have words. It's so, so cool to watch. So I appreciate it. You're inflating my ego. So I appreciate that. If you want to hear anything on the show, if you want any certain topic talked about, please, please send it through to me because I would be more than happy to do that. Until next time, have a wonderful rest of your day, guys. Bye.